When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it is an elimination game. A 109-win team, Al, is going home at the end of the night tonight, and that feels really weird to say out loud. That uh, This should be next round. It's not. Here we are. I feel goodish about this, to quote Greg Bergman, but uh, I'm going to need a little help to get through the next couple hours here. Well, if people don't want to watch the game, maybe they're too nervous, whatever the case is, <laughs> you could do one of two things tomorrow to just help out. Uh-huh. Just – Check to see if Travis still has a mustache or if he doesn't have a mustache. Yes. I, by the way, can I ask you to do me a favor, please? You do it during the break. Mm-hmm. Can you update your Twitter page, please? With can what? Can you update your Twitter page? With what? You know what? I'll let you go on there and go look at what you have on and, and go ahead and make the adjustment at the appropriate time, okay? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I should. Yeah, I do need to do that. You're yeah. absolutely yeah. right. What, what, what are we doing here? I'm assuming doing? I don't have our show at the right time on my Twitter page. Is that what we're doing? Well, it's you're having them tune out after the first hour. <laughs> yeah. They're coming in an hour late, and then, and then you're having them gone by thank, 11. Thank you for having my back on that. I will fix that at the very next break. Speaking of Twitter, I got a couple of quick ones for you okay. before we uh, talk a little bit about the Raiders and the mess that they find themselves in. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Laz Versailles says, Trav, it's the Atari 2600. Yes, that's the one that I want. I want to bring that back. I would imagine that somebody somewhere knows how to recreate that thing that doesn't seem super hard nope that technology is gone a fourth grader i have a feeling could probably put that thing together right now and here's from 805 raider and i don't know how you're going to feel about this because we've clearly curated an audience that has very specific questions for us you ready okay yep trav got a question for you i used to have a buddy that would go to in and out and get a four by four and then would take it to tommy's and have them add chili to the burger What's your professional opinion? Hashtag ask Trav. So when you and I decided to do this show together, did you think that we would enter a point where the Dodgers are playing an elimination game in the playoffs, where the beginning of the Lakers season was right around the corner, and you're answering in and out and Tommy Burger questions? I did not imagine that. I'm sure for you, this is, yeah, this is, it's not even whether you imagine it or not, the fact that it's there, this is a special moment for you. Special moment for you. Okay, so the answer is, yeah, that seems like a lot of work, but I, I, I appreciate the hustle, 805 Raider. That's pretty interesting. No, you should go by, – by the way, let me throw this in. You should go to Tommy's first, get the chili, cap it off so that it stays warm, then go to In-N-Out, and then put it the chili on your burger, right? Yeah. Don't do – don't get the burger first and then go to Tommy's. Do it opposite. Do it the other way. See, this is why you're a pretty smart guy. You, you, you've found something good, and you made it better. I, I, I deeply, deeply respect that. All right. Uh, Let's get into the Raiders here a little bit. The Raiders are a mess, and they're a mess for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they have not taken advantage of some draft picks over the last couple of years. They've been in this this 20-year cycle of once in a while they're halfway decent, but usually they're not. Um, They've moved. 
They've gone through a whole bunch of different things, and then we found out that John Gruden sent those terrible emails, and he is no longer the coach of the Raiders as a result of those emails. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Raiders, Mark Davis, had this to say when asked for comment about the situation that he finds himself in where his 10-year head coach that was given a 10-year contract had to walk out the door because of racist emails. Uh, I have no comment. Ask the NFL. They have all the answers. That's what he said to ESPN. And I think this is just a a crystal clear moment, Slee, Mm -hmm. where you can see why the Raiders are dysfunctional why they are unsuccessful, generally speaking, and why the hope for them to continue to get better or improve or develop some sort of consistent level of performance is very, very low. The response to, hey, your coach was outed as a racist and a homophobe and a misogynist, what are your thoughts on that? It can't be, go ask the NFL, they have all the answers. It's just an incredible lack of leadership on Mark Davis's point. So let, let's separate the organization from the owner for a second. Let's separate um i think it's actually important to separate the two so let let me give you just a quick example on this one um you have mark davis who if that is his response if mark davis response to uh a fan base to people that have been rooting for the raiders for a, a number of years or even just to the general public if you do not have a comment based upon everything that's transpired around john gruden over the last week and a half two weeks you're failing at, at how are you the owner? How, how? What do you mean you don't have a comment? No, comment right. on it. It's okay. Comment on it. Let people know how you feel about the situation. Okay, maybe there's a bunch of legal stuff that is going to get in the way. You know what? Even if you want to say that part of it, you want to say, listen, there's only so much I can say, but this is what this is what I know I can say. Say what you think is out of respect to the, the, the fans that have been rooting for your team for X amount of years. How about just addressing it because that's the position that you have. You are the owner of an, exactly. of, of an NFL exactly. franchise. That's part of your role. Now, if you want to – when I said separate, the, separate Mark Davis from the Raiders for a quick second, it is your duty to have something to say in a situation, a predicament like this, not hide behind something and say, well, go just go talk to the NFL – you own your team. That's your representation. This dude that was running your organization that you handed a 10-year contract to is the person that you should be having some type of comment on. It's kind of a uh, – it, it's a it's – a, in my opinion, it's – it's a coward thing to do to not say it, anything. It, you're, you're exactly right. It, and I agree with everything you said, but it's not just – hey, the NFL has made our comment. It's the they have all the answers. What he's saying is, I didn't want to fire John Gruden. I didn't want him out of here. The The answer, you know, go ask the NFL, they have all the answers, means that he's been put in a position that he didn't want to be in. The, your beef is not with the NFL. Your beef is with your former head coach. Your beef is with the guy that said something incredibly offensive about the head of the players' union, that said something incredibly offensive about uh, gay people, about when, I mean, th- this is not something that they did to you. Your coach did this to you. Here's this is. I want you to listen to Amy Trask here for a second. She worked for the Raiders for a very long time. She worked for Al Davis, Mark Davis's father, and here's what she had former to say. Former CEO of the Raiders. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that if Mark knew that these were John's beliefs, he would have hired John. But he did hire John. I was then surprised that it took from Friday when we know the team had the emails. And then I would have liked to have a statement from Mark. Yeah, I'm not suggesting he needed to hold a press conference, needed to make a big deal, but a strong, unequivocal statement 
was what I was hoping for. So, no, I don't think he would have hired John if he knew about this. Yes, I think this could have been handled more strongly and more um, emphatically when the team learned. Absolutely. Keep in mind, the Raiders are actually at the front lines of being progressive when it comes to things like this. The Raiders hired the first Hispanic head coach in the history of the NFL in Tom Flores. The Raiders hired the first black head coach in the history of the NFL in Art Shell. The Raiders hired Amy Trask as the first high-ranking female executive in the history of the NFL. Al Davis put people in positions to succeed and didn't care if they were Latino or black or female or any of these other things. That he that yes, he needs to say something. Your dad, one of the legends of the league, was not only willing to say what was on his mind, but he was out in the front of these things. Did this incredibly milk toast, you know, and, and he sat on it. The reason the league squeezed him a little more is because they gave it to him earlier in the week and he didn't do anything. Well, I, I think it you know, it says it all. If you if you're Mark Davis and that's your comment, you know, you, you didn't think you were gonna be asked the question. You don't think you didn't think that somebody's gonna come to you and ask for some type of response to what's transpired with the Raiders over the last week and a half or so. I, I don't know, Trav. I don't know what you want me to tell you, but um what what Mark Davis should have done and what he did are two completely opposite things. And you know what? You do it your style, you do it your way. Nobody's saying that I, I don't have all the I'm not sitting here and tell you I have all the information. I don't know what else is going to happen out of those X amount of hundreds of thousands of emails that um, you know that have been uh, uh, well, researched, whatever you want to call it, uncovered, however you want to put it. Um, but do something. Do something where people can walk away and say, okay, at least Mark Davis maybe understands the situation, the predicament. He didn't feel there was no, there was no sympathy to the moment. Okay, some breaking news here, Al. I'm going to do a quick uh, sharp turn here. Okay. Julio Arias is not going to start for the Dodgers tonight. Corey Knable is going to get the ball first for the Dodgers tonight. The The reporting is that they expect Julio Arias to pitch as soon as the second inning, but it is going to be Corey Knable in the first inning. And, look, I get it. We've seen some openers in other positions before that this is an opportunity to buy maybe a little inning. Maybe they like the matchups in the first inning with a right-handed pitcher relative to a left-handed pitcher in Arias. You know, you think about – Bryant's right-handed. You think about Buster Posey is right-handed. Ruff is right-handed. So maybe they want some right-handed action at the top of the lineup, and then you can get your left-handed bats in there. But stop me, Al, if you don't think this is a little too cute, if this is just being a little too clever along the way. Um, all right, I'm still kind of trying to process it all in. Yeah, throw Julio out. Start the game. Start the game with Julio. I mean, you're right. There's maybe there's a lefty righty thing. There's yep. there's things that strategically you can do throughout the game. Um, we were just talking about whether Julio should win Cy Young of the Year, mm-hmm. right? We were just talking about this is a dude that went 20 and three. I'm just saying this: if you want to roll the dice that way, um, if Corey Knebel gives up a, a run or two in the first inning, and that could be the difference of the game. That's something Dave Roberts is going to have to sit with for a long time. Hey, if everything works out, then I'd still probably sit here and say start the game with Julio. I don't really understand the the reasoning yeah, here. Yeah, I, I I understand. Too cute it. is too cute is the right way to put yeah, it. Yeah, I I understand it. Like I get that. Okay, let's put their let their right-handed bats in a position that maybe they don't want to be in. It's a it, it it the only explanation is a left-right thing that you're trying to gain an advantage by. I'm going to throw my because look, let me let me slow down a little bit. 
you're going to have to make some pitching decisions at some point in this game. That if you're going to make them, you might as well make them early as opposed to having to make them late and have you get to dictate the terms as opposed to having the terms dictated to you. But there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Let, let's do this out. Let's let's talk about this on the other side. Let's talk about what this means for the Lakers. Let's talk, or excuse me, for the Dodgers. Let's talk about what this means for Dave Roberts. If this kind of goes haywire, we got a we got a lot of things that we need to break down. By the way, uh, in about I don't want to give actually an, an, an actual time yet. We still got those Lakers Warriors tickets to give away. We're giving it away. It will be for opening night. It will be in our. It will be in Travis's own personal suite. That, those are the tickets <laughs> we're giving away. Maybe if they had those for a dollar, I'd, I'd buy a suite at Staples Center for a buck along the way. It's all coming up. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, so some breaking news with regards to Game 5 of the National League Division Series tonight. We expected a matchup between Logan Webb of the Giants and Julio Urias for the Dodgers, and we still may get it, but we're not going to get it in the first inning. Corey Knebel is going to pitch for the Dodgers. Uh, he's going to be the starting pitcher for the Dodgers tonight. Now, I, I mean, they're not going to roll him, obviously. It's not he's going to go as long as he can. This This is a very left-right matchup thing. This is a try to put the Giants into a situation where they're going to have to maybe alter their starting lineup at the last minute and maybe put some guys in the lineup that they weren't anticipating. But I keep coming back to this. I understand the idea. I understand the idea of, hey, let's force the Giants either to go left-handed heavy and then we can bring Julio in, and that either means that you get Julio to face a bunch of left-handers or you got to start swapping guys out through the Giants. It seems just a little too clever. It just seems like a move that you're making that doesn't necessarily need to happen. I, I don't think, and you know, you correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Giants are going to overreact to this. I don't think they're all of a sudden going to say, oh, well, we got to change everything because Corey Knable's coming in. And you know what? Whether he pitches an inning or two innings or whatever the case, they're going to change their entire strategy. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think it's – you used the term that I thought was the best way to use it. Um, too cute was the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Hey, you, no, there's a strategic part to this. There's sometimes use the NFL as an example. You, uh, it's third and one. The ball's at the one, and yeah, just kind of pound the ball down their throat. Run, run it two different times. No need to get too cute. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I get it. You know, you could catch somebody off guard. Why? Why? It's not like it's you, the one. The big advantage that you have in this series. You have Max Scherzer, you have Walker Bueller, and you have Julio. You got three guys that any time, if you go look at the rankings right now for Cy Young Award winners, all three of them are in there. They're all in that mix. Sure. That's your strength. Don't, don't no need to mix with it. I mean, listen, he might come out. You know, we we've also had some, um, we've also had some shows in the morning where we talked about every move Dave Roberts has made has worked. He's had games like this. I'm with you. I think it's a maybe a little bit overthinking. I also don't think the San Francisco Giants are all of a sudden going to say, "Oh my gosh, we got to go change our lineup." No, I don't think that they're going. I don't think you're going to change it in the sense that you had eight guys in there and now you're going to have you know six new guys. I don't think it's going to be something like that. There, there, there's a couple of things going on here. I'm very curious what Dodger fans think about this on the Dr Pepper call in line eight seven 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 ten ESPN. 
Okay. This, I, 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 I'm really stuck here because this just happened. I haven't got a chance to kind of think through all of the different angles on this. If this goes badly, if if if, if Corey Knable goes out there and gets tagged, Dave Roberts has a whole hell of a lot of explaining to do. Now, it also takes an incredible amount of you-know-whats sure, to, 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 to pull this yeah. move. And in an odd way, I kind of respect saying, I don't care if you're going to hammer me if it goes bad. I think this is the right thing to do, and I'm going to do it. I, I kind of respect that, but let me just throw these numbers at you. Julio Urias in his last seven games in the postseason, he's got an ERA of 1.29. Okay, He's pitched 28 innings. He's given up four runs. He's only walked five guys. He's struck out 34. Do you not want him to pitch it to as many guys as you possibly can? <laughs> do, well, do why, why do you want... have to go? By the way, why do you have to even, in his last seven games, why don't you go game two? Yeah. Through 72 pitches, but, but, five innings, uh, Dodgers won that game. Uh, it, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I, it just feels just a couple like games ago. I'm going to get super clever on you. I'm going to get really – you, you think I'm going to do this? It's like opening the, sh- the first serve of Wimbledon with a drop shot. You know what I mean? It's just what are, what are we doing here? I don't I don't okay. understand the the, necess, the necessity of this. This this brings in a whole and here's the other part too. Mm-hmm. Let's say that I would imagine Corey Knable, even if he goes boom 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 one two three, sure. that yep. when his spot in the order that you're just going to put Julio back in his spot. But let's say all of a sudden you have a little bit of a rally and that pitcher spot comes up at a spot where you were not anticipating. You can't start double switching and moving guys around and, okay, well, we had Chris Taylor in the game to start left field, but now we got to burn him because we got to switch the pitch. It just maybe opens they will. up a whole bunch of things. By the way, maybe they'll do that. Okay, let, let me let me simplify this. Let me If you're in San Francisco right now and you heard this news, what's what, what do you think would be your initial reaction to hearing news like this that, okay, Julio will not start the question. game. It's a great question. Breaking news on 710 ESPN is brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for locations and coupons today. And what we're talking about, the breaking news for maybe people that are just jumping in their car. Julio Urias is not going to start. It's going to be Corey Knable. We just found out a few minutes ago. Urias is available, and he's expected to pitch. He'll be in. Yeah, oh, of course he just, is. Yeah. Oh, no, he's going to pitch. It's just he's not going to He throw. won't start the game. He's not mm-hmm. going to start the game. Um, if I'm the Giants, Al, to answer your yeah. question, mm-hmm. I like it. Because it, it, it means the Dodgers are trying to get tricky as opposed to let's just line up and go. And you know what? I, I want to put this out there real quick. Because if this goes poorly, Dave is going to get just slaughtered. He, Dave Roberts will get slaughtered for this. This ain't his decision. This is coming from on high. This is an Andrew Friedman thing. There is no way that Dave Roberts is doing this without Andrew Friedman's consultation. There is just no chance, no how, no way. So let's make sure that if it doesn't go right, that we understand how the, the, the chain of command works. Because, Al, do you think in a million years that Dave's just going to say, you know what I think I'm going to do? <laughs> I think I'm going to start Corey Knable in an elimination game, despite the fact that I've got the best left-handed pitcher in baseball on my team right now. You know, there's something that's kind of funny. You mentioned to the you mentioned this when we were walking into the wild card game. You said that how are the Dodgers built? The Dodgers are built for 162 games that the analytics is better on a longer term, right? You, you're kind of – you want the lar- as large of a sample size as possible when you want analytics to kind of take over. And and then that kind of goes part to who's really making this decision. Is it Dave Roberts? Is it not Dave Roberts? 
I, I just I, I feel like it's as simple as this. I ask you if you're the San Francisco Giants. Forget about the Dodgers for a second. If you're the Giants and you don't have Julio at least in the first inning, do you like that or do you not like that? Mm-hmm. What, what was your answer? I, I, if I'm the Giants? Yeah. I like it. I, the, 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 the less I have to face Julio Arias, the better. So why are we overthinking it? Yeah, I, this is the question. All right, let's take some of these phone calls out. It is lighting up, and people are all over the map. Let's start in uh, L.A. with Robert. Could work out. We'll see. It, no, it may. We're, we're, we're going to find out in about, I don't know, seven or eight hours. Don't we'll know if it's necessary. The that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the question right there. Robert in Los Angeles. Robert, you're up with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. Man, I really hope Dave Roberts isn't. I mean, I don't know if it's Roberts or Friedman. If he's just, I feel like they're trying to outthink the room. You know what I mean, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's like what you guys are saying. You know, would you rather have Urias on the mound if you're the Giants or not? And you know, no. So and, <laughs> if this if this goes bad, who who? I mean, who's you know who gets stuck with the, holding the holding the blame at the end of the game? It's like it's like Roberts is essentially he can't get blamed because everyone's going to blame Friedman. You know what I mean? So it's. I just hope they're not trying to think the room here, and that's what it feels like. Thanks yep. for taking my call, guys. You got it, Robert. Appreciate Thanks. It, I, I think that's it, right? That when you get, I'll tell you. You know who's going to get blamed? Mm. Your freaking mustache. That's who's going to get blamed. <laughs> no, the mustache didn't get call blamed. up Dave Roberts and say, "Hey, here's what you should do." I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't have that answer. You know what this reminds me of a little bit, Al? What's that? That when a team runs a trick play early in the game. And you know who runs trick plays early in the game in football yeah. games? Yeah, Boise State when they're playing Oklahoma. Exactly. When they don't have a chance to win. Exactly. The, the, the only way I can beat you is if I try a trick play. And, yes. And, and, and what's crazy, that's not the only way the Dodgers can win. The Dodgers can <laughs> win because is, they're better. This is the funny thing. It's Alabama trying to run a trick play on yeah. a, a school that they're, they're already favorites against. Yeah, it's, it's a really – look, I, I, the more I talk about it, mm-hmm. the more I'm in awe of the audacity to try Agreed. it. That just that being willing to take a swing like this is really unbelievably can I, bold. Can I give you an example? Julio last pitched game two, correct? Wait, was Julio game two? Yeah, yeah, Julio's game two, yes. right? That's the last game he pitched. If you did it in game two, we'd still be having the same conversation. Like, why are you doing Great this? Point. What's the point of it? Why? You know, there's no reason for it. But at least it's game two. <laughs> You're doing it in Game Five. You're yeah. doing it in the in the final game here up in San Francisco uh, again. Even if let's say it works, is it necessary? <laughs> well, if it works, then it worked. And yeah, but is it necessary? It I, we'll, we'll never know. Look, if it works, then we're saying, hey, that was pretty damn bold. I, you know, that funny. I don't. I don't know if we are. I don't know if we are. Yeah. Look, if they win, look, if he gives up nine runs in the first inning and they come back and win it's it's a weird thing that we talk about but we forget about it pretty quickly if they win the game they've won the game and they're sure. playing against you win the you win yeah. yeah you know how i roll out we're going to do one more quickly you know how it goes to the front of the list santa barbara goes to the front of the list john in santa barbara john you're any alcohols any alcohols out there no? <laughs> not not right now what's up john yeah guys uh it, it, it's time to fire dave roberts don't you think it's this Move doesn't work. I mean, let's not try to bounce this down to Friedman. Roberts is the manager. No, no, I, I got to stop you right there, John. Let, let me stop you right there because that used to be Tommy Lasorda called the shots. Okay, Tommy Lasorda. If, if if something like this happened on Tommy Lasorda's watch, we would blame Tommy Lasorda. Okay, it is so different now. It is such a collaboration between the front office and the manager spot. These decisions are not made in a vacuum. 
if if they wanted to have Corey Knable pitch tonight, Dave Roberts couldn't say no. I'm not going to do it. It just it wouldn't work like that. And the the opposite is true. If Dave Roberts wanted to do this, he couldn't just unilaterally put it in there. This was done in a collaboration. They've done this together. Both of them have ownership in this. Okay, let me read this off here. This is actually coming from John Lund. Um, Corey Knable four starts this season. Uh, the only four starts of his career. So let me let me just give a, a, a few numbers here. August 19th against the Mets, one inning, one hit, one K, no earned runs. August 28th against the Rockies, almost one and uh, two-thirds innings, uh, did not give up an earned run. Against the Giants, two innings, two hits, did not give up an earned run. And then against the Cardinals, two innings. Uh, Dodgers record three and one. The only loss they had was against the Giants in that September 3rd game. So maybe there's some numbers that they're not maybe. Of course there are numbers course that they're they looking are. at to make this of decision. Again, I'm just going to go back to it. Julio is there, available, ready to go. It's a little it's a little confusing why you take the ball out of his hands at any moment other than he had issues and it's the fifth or sixth inning. Al, you nailed it, and I want to come back. There's a million phone calls. We'll, we'll put ca- Factor Cap on the back burner for the time being. I want to do more of these phone calls because people have some thoughts on this, but what you said I think is vitally important. It's not that there isn't data that supports this decision. There is. Right, that these guys are analytically driven. They're absolutely he is. It's you have the arguably the best pitcher in the National League on full rest, ready to go, having just beat the Giants a couple of days ago. Why are we not using our best guy? That's every, the question. Every moment in tonight's game that Julio does not have the ball in his hands is an advantage to the San Francisco Giants. All right, that's all coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. See Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Let's say one more time, Al. Corey Knable is going to start for the Dodgers tonight in an opener You called it. Role. You called it this morning <laughs> yeah. right when the show started. You said, you watch and see. Uh-huh. Hey, you know what's going to happen tonight? 
It's about 11.30 or so, 11.15, 11 o'clock in the morning. Dodgers are going to throw a curveball in there and uh, not have Julio Rios Who wants start that 20-game winner with an under <laughs> three, three ERA to, uh, to start the game? Look, yeah, it, it's, it's a, listen, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's um, really interesting. It's it, it, interesting. It's really interesting. But I, I'm going to go back to this. This is the word that I'll continue to use. It's unnecessary. It's just there's I, – I, I understand – I don't understand it, but it's but, it's the unnecessary portion of let's just say Julio was just used, and you don't have these other pitchers available, and I, I don't know. You got Julio coming off three days rest. Maybe you're trying to make an argument that you're you're really trying to squeeze. Let me see if I could get an inning or two out of another guy. Julio's good to go. He's ready to go. I, it, it's a tough one to understand. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's go to Oxnard right now and speak with Mark. Mark, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Mark. What's Last chance. guys? How's it going? Yeah, what's up, Mark? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, sir. Sorry about that. It's okay. Hey, I, I want to I talk about, uh, real quick, a little quick insight. Uh, Darren Russ, when he's in the lineup, the Giants lose every game Darren Ruff started. The Dodgers have won, and they're focused in the lineup. And that's still their first base. Get that? I can't, right, I, I can't I can really hear, hear Mark. Let's try yeah. another one here. I couldn't hear a word. He was on a motorcycle. He was on a motorcycle. He's got, he's got By the, the way, if you're on a motorcycle, you, you go you go straight to the front wait, of the line. Wait, wait, real quick. I'm going to read this from France. This yeah. is actually this is pretty funny the way he put this. He said, Dave Roberts overanalyzed his pitching matchups for game five like that guy who benches Patrick Mahomes on his fantasy team because of the defensive matchup. <laughs> Look, first of all, we, we need to pump the brakes on one thing. This is not a Dave Roberts decision. We, we need to be fully aware of that. We, we need to be fully aware of the fact that Dave Roberts did not wake up this morning, crack his knuckles, pour a cup of coffee, How does and that make work? this decision. Trap, trap, let, let me ask you a question because, you know, this is just how it goes. And, and naturally, of course, people are going to look at the manager. They're going to look at the coach. They're going to look at nobody sitting back. And um, I, I, I think it's – Tell me, explain to me how it goes then. So is it as simple as your front office just says, this is what no, you're doing and I, you have I no say? Think, Al, I, I bet you this was something that they've been noodling with for a while. Like okay. I said, this, this is not an impulsive decision. This was of course something, not. They, they don't make impulsive decisions. No, and, and the fact that the Dodgers are the ones making the decision, I, I'm, I'm here to listen to the rationale. Mm-hmm. I will listen to why this may be a good idea. I just it. This feels like one of those times that you can kind of take the numbers and say, okay, I, I get them, but who's my best player tonight? It's Julio Urias. Let's let's have him pitch the game and see what happens. Let's let's go from there. I get. It. I don't know if Gabe Kapler is going to all of a sudden change his batting order, change the 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 lineup that he's going to throw out there. It's uh, it, it's interesting. Let's try another one here. Fontana this time, and Sean hopefully not on the back of a motorcycle. What's up, Sean? Yeah, how you doing? All right. Hello. Yes, Sean, yes, sir. Go, go ahead, Sean. You're you're okay. in, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, it's, this has been happening from the beginning of this whole series. They they didn't play Taylor from the beginning when Taylor just clearly won the game for us at the Cardinals. They didn't play Lux until the fourth game. They left Ballinger out the third game. Now they're making this decision. And you're telling me it's not one guy's decision. It's two. That's even worse. That two of these guys. Can't get this lineup right. They can't think straight. Well, what's going on? These guys are supposed to be the experienced guys, and we're playing these this new first year coach who's who's 
putting better lineups than we are, and, and we're we're acting like we don't know what we're doing. We're playing like we're rookies. We don't know what. Get these guys out if they can't make this decision. <laughs> I like the passion, Sean, a lot, and I, I think your reaction is probably the reaction that a lot of people are going to have when they see this. Thank you for the call, um, Al. I, it, this is not I, – and I, I want to kind of address where Sean was going with this. This is not the inability to make a decision. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's actually the exact opposite of that. It is the – we know or we believe that this gives us the best chance. This is not, hey, let's just try this and see what happens. This is something that they, I guarantee you, have gone through a simulator a million times – and they're betting that Corey Knable is going to go out there and give them an inning, maybe maybe four outs, maybe five outs. We'll see how it all shakes out. And then you bring in your best guy. They're thinking we can get through these innings because if the matchups favor of us or are favorable to us, it's right on right. We have the advantage in these situations. That's what they're gambling on. This is not done where they woke up this morning and Dave called Andrew Friedman on the phone and said, you know, I had this weird dream last night. What if we start Corey Kinnan? It's not that. Now, okay. it's potentially mm-hmm. explosively terrible, but I understand the rationale behind it. When, you know, we, we talked about this, the there's the analytics piece, and then I think there's, in a one-game playoff, I think analytics plays a part of it. But I also, also think there's a common sense, use your hunch, also use who's got you here. I think there's that kind of scenario that plays a case. If hypothetically... If the Dodgers bullpen was really, really bad so far in the postseason, if you couldn't, if Joe Kelly didn't get you out of tough situations, if Buster Gratterall has been great, you know, so far in the postseason, if Blake Trinan, if Kenley Jansen, you also got all these, all these other guys that have already shown um, that they could come through for you in the postseason. They've already played well. You, I, I just don't see pitching has not been. The issue, you have two games that you lost because you gave up a total of three runs. A lot of that was because your starters did such a fantastic job and then your bullpen came in after that. This I, is I, an attempt to neutralize the giant offense as far as the right-left offense? matchup. No, you're right. No, I, I hear you, I, I Look, this is one of these things, if it works – you look like, you know what, what a great decision. You got Julio into the seventh or eighth inning now as opposed mm-hmm. to getting him out in the sixth or seventh because you purchased some outs early. If it works, the math is in your favor. Dodger fans are not going to want to hear about how the math is in your favor if this goes poorly. It is a, it's a huge – it is a logical decision, but emotionally it makes no sense at all, and it's going to be the, – the, the, the response to it – is going to be predicated only on the result of what happened. Let's try one more here. Let's go back to Orange County and Ed in Fullerton. Ed, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Guys, I love the move, and not because of the trickery of it and not because it's going to fool the Giants. Julio's going to give us six innings. Would you rather have him go one through six or two through seven? I know it sounds like not a lot of difference, but oh, there's a difference. this goes well. Well, the, yeah, there's a difference, and I certainly Julio, if he gives us two through seven, and then we hand the ball to Blake and then Kenley. Obviously, everyone's a genius. We love this move. I like it because we're talking about something different right now, and maybe the Giants are too in their clubhouse when they get to the ballpark. You know, Maybe they're talking about, why, why are the Dodgers doing this or what have you. Anything to take them off of the normal I think is a good thing. I don't think it's going to backfire. Maybe I'm talking from my heart and not my head, but I really think we're going to be talking to each other tomorrow saying that was just a genius move. I think it I like our chances with Julio starting the game. Don't get me wrong. I woke up this morning pumped up. 
but I, I really, really like this. I think it's going to work. I really do. I, there's a really good chance that it does work. Corey Knable's a good pitcher. Corey Knable's going to have favorable matchups. They're putting him in a position to succeed. Here's another part of this, too, Al. Corey Knable has not the he does not have the experience that Urias has. We're talking about a guy that's going to be making his twentieth postseason appearance in Julio tonight. Twentieth, okay. And not only has he pitched in the playoffs over and over and over and over and over again, but this is he's pitched well in almost all of these appearances too. It's not going to be too big. His eyes aren't going to be bugging out of his head. He's not going to be hyperventilating on the mound. Maybe Corey Knable will be totally chill. I don't know. Neither does anybody else. So, again, you, it just feels that this playing a straight math play right now feels especially bold considering the circumstances. It's, it's the, I'm going to go back to the word. It's unnecessary. If it works out, it works out. Trav, like you just mentioned, if it works out, even though I would be sitting here tomorrow and telling you even if it worked out, I don't know, was it really that necessary? Let's see how the game plays out. Um, I would always take my chances. One of the unique things Dodgers have – that every other team in Major League Baseball, for 95% of the other teams in Major League Baseball don't have. They don't have three aces. Julio is ready to go. I would start the game with him. All right, they're going to they're gonna take a different approach. Um, either we'll be having a really interesting conversation tomorrow or the Dodgers will be getting ready to play the Braves. We'll see what happens. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to talk more about this as well. There's still a million calls that we got to get to. We're going to talk about whether or not you like the decision to put Julio Urias in the game, an inning, maybe four or five outs later, because Corey Knable is going to throw the first couple of pitches at least for the Dodgers tonight. That's all coming up. Plus... You want to be caller number seven. If Let's go. Come on, Lakers fans. You've got a chance. Or I should say, Emily, help me out here. If it's caller number seven, they win the Lakers suite tickets? Yep, they win. They get to go. There you go. Okay. If you are caller number seven, you win Laker tickets for opening night in the suite against the Golden State Warriors. This is sweet passes. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Draymond Green. Caller number seven. Time it right. Don't screw it up. That's all coming up. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Got a winner, Al. Jason Curry is going to go to the Laker Warrior Wait, home. What the hell is his last name? Yeah, you heard me right. Jason Jason Curry is the answer to that question. I did ask. He is. Why not do we do related. caller number eight? No, tell put Jason. Tell caller him, number thirty. We, tell Jason we screwed up. You're not going to the game. All right. Congratulations, Jason Curry. Supposedly the other brother of the. Yeah, Steph there, Curry. We, we got Steph, we got mm-hmm. Seth, and Jason. And Jason. <laughs> yeah, yep. Doesn't, that should, what, what should he be like, Sven or Steve or some, something S-related? And By the way, really cool of you, uh, Trav, to lend a pair of tickets from your suite that you have at Staples Center to our <laughs> listeners. That's really, really cool for you to do that, man. That's really cool. Yeah, guys, just take over my personal suite for now. You know how many times I've been in that suite in my there's seven just, years at uh, You walk into the suite, there's just a huge photo of you. It's just you. That's it. No, this is the Travis Rogers suite. I think this I've Travis been in Rogers that suite thing. once in seven years, and on the rare occasion I said, hey, is there any chance I can go to Laker? Nah, there's nothing available. <laughs> that's no juice is the is the the takeaway from this Absolutely i think when no i was juice. i think when i was on the business side 
I was in there 339 days out of 400. And then since then, they're like, nah, you're good, Al. Just uh, <laughs> just get back on air, buddy. Get back on air. All right, let's go through some more of these phone calls. People are fired up about what's going on. Uh, again, if you're just getting in your car, if you haven't looked at your phone, Corey Knable is going to make the start for the Dodgers tonight. Julio Arias will come in in relief of Knable. Knable, of course, is is the opener. It's not that he's going to go pitch five innings. He's it's it's an opener. It's a play to try to get favorable matchups early in the game. And I like what I believe it was Ed from Fullerton said. The deeper you get into the game with Julio, the better off you are. And this is no disrespect to Joe Kelly or Vezia or Bickford or any of these guys that have pitched pretty well so far this season or in particular this postseason. But if you can hand it from Julio to Trinan to Kenley, that's a perfect world. Trav, I, I think this, uh, this thought process that we're going through, and I think if you have that much – you got that many people who are hitting up, hitting us up on Twitter. They're calling in. I'm sure Twitter's going a little bit crazy as well. It just seems a – I go back to this, and maybe I'm simplifying it too much. This is game five. This is it. This You either you, – you have 110 games after this game, and you're moving on to play the Atlanta Braves, or you don't. And you and I have already talked about how close of a game we think it's going to be, how this is supposed to go five games. I'm just all about if I got a chance to hand the ball – to, okay, can, can we put this the other way? Sure. What if they didn't start Webb? What if the San Francisco Giants decided, you know what, let's not start Webb tonight. Let's bring him in uh, the second inning or maybe a couple outs in the second inning. Do you think the Dodgers are saying to themselves, that sounds good? Yeah, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah, look, it, it, it's entirely defensible from a mathematics perspective. It's entirely defensible on Corey Knable has had success as an opener. It's entirely defensible in a in a let's now it's just got to work a matchup thing. It Mm -hmm. it needs to work, or otherwise it's going to be a bloodbath. (laughs) People are going to be absolutely outraged by the entire thing. Let's go to Upland this time. Doing it in game five. It's 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 bold to be sure. Eddie in Upland. Eddie, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Eddie? Hi, guys. My take on this is that I find it extremely disrespectful, and the Dodgers are finding another way to lose. Here, we're getting in Arias' head, who's super confident right now, who's ready to go, and now we're going to put in his head that we're going to put you in the second and the third inning where he should be preparing for the entire game. They would never do this to Scherzer. They would never do this to Kershaw. But they seem they'd want to do it with Arias. Another example of Roberts overcoaching and not going with his eyes and going based on the numbers. Yeah, I don't agree with the first part of that. I think if they're going to make this move, I think they would do it with Scherzer. I think they would do it with anybody. You know, the, the only reason you wouldn't do this – let me, let me back up a little bit. The reason they're doing this to Julio specifically is because he's left-handed. It, it, that That's why. This is a left-right thing. If it were Scherzer or Bueller, or then I don't think that it probably happens in this specific set of circumstances. If it's Kershaw, you probably do because he's left-handed. This is a left-right thing. It's not, oh, I don't trust. I mean, is there anybody that the Dodgers and, and Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman probably trust more with the ball in their hand than Julio Arias at this point? It, it's not a, oh, we like Bueller more than we like Arias. It's a left-right thing. Uh, Trav, there's going to be, and, and I know this is going to be part of the kind of the excitement over the next few hours, right after us, Mason and Ireland, they'll kind of give their opinion on this. This isn't going to go anywhere. So really at the end of the day, it's, you're going to be sitting there at what, what's first pitch five ten ish something mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. 
uh, by 5.30, you're going to either feel one way or you're going to feel another way. Uh, what, once the game kind of starts and, and you see how this all starts to play out. But I'll just, you know, I, I, I kind of find this a, a fascinating storyline. You, you and I obviously were not predicting this at all. It Nobody adds was. a whole new element to this game. And, you know, you put it best. You said that um, you're going to have an incredible amount of explaining to do if this doesn't work out. Even if, just hypothetically, if you're the Giants, if you got to run in that what when Knable is up and that that could we've that, seen it be the difference of a game yeah, because yeah, but, they beat Scherzer one nothing here's the thing and and you're right if if he gives up a run the conversation will certainly head in a certain direction especially if they lose the game by one run no 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 doubt about it the the most likely outcome is that Corey Knable gets through that first inning relatively easily or, or or without runs or but with one run and if they lose one to nothing then we're screaming and yelling about it but Odds are he will pitch the first inning, maybe a little bit beyond that. Maybe he gets an out or two or, or maybe not in the second inning. And the game is going to be decided at a different point. Well, they, even if you, Julio gives up a couple runs, people are going to say, well, if he had the game, if he got yeah. to start the game with the ball, maybe that would have we'll changed. I, 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 I will tell you those will be the conversations too. Let's try another one. On the road with Luke. Luke, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Luke? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, this is uh... – a. It's an excellent call. You guys have already touched on the fact that you're not taking the ball from Julio. You're just putting it in his hands later in the game. But uh, in my opinion, it's, it's excellent. Julio is a different pitcher. He don't care how he gets it done. He just wants to get a win. And in my opinion, the X factor in this series is, ironically, has been Dave Roberts. Travis, you can call him Dave Friedman if you want, whatever it is. <laughs> but that's been the X factor in this series is Dave Roberts. So I woke up thinking the Giants have been a little better than the Dodgers all season. Kind of thought that's how it was going to go. But this little move makes me think, I don't know, maybe something changed. Last game, Kappa was struggling with his pitchers. I don't know. I think something's changed. All right. Appreciate the phone call, Luke. You said something that I think is really, really interesting. You you, you mentioned the, the Dave Friedman, which I kind of like. I think that that's a good composite of the two guys that are making these decisions. But he said something at the beginning, Al, that I want to get into coming up next. I, I, that he said something very important about Dave Roberts that I think we may have overlooked in this entire thing. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for a service? Head into your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home with the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Two locations I go to, one in Hollywood, one in Pasadena. For over 30 years, Valvoline has uh, provided quick and convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging a kid to a dirty waiting room at Valvoline. You stay in your car, you stay safe while the expert technicians make sure your ride is in peak performance. It's so easy to use. It really is. When they say a drive-through oil change, it's literally the equivalent of you going to go get some food somewhere. Uh, but in this case, you don't have to procrastinate. Your check engine light comes on. Go get the job done. You could do it all these different locations around Southern California. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission at transmission care and more just pull up drive in and drive out in about 15 minutes visit socaloilchange.com for location and game one and coupons off your next valvoline instant oil change robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary ai to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 